Welcome to another episode of Theatre of the World with a group of people who call themselves Man Bites God. Hello. Hello, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we're all helloing at you from our <laughs> podcast studios. Hello. 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 Theatre of the World, this is a podcast where we take one idea and we talk about it and we sing about it and we poet about it. Is that even a thing? Sure. Yes. And we we do, we rhapsodise about it until the word becomes a floating word. Above all the other words And then we stop And then we do a different word next week And then we go and get pizza That's mm. right, pretty much mm. So um, the word today the, the topic for today's podcast Is gross Ugh. Gross Gross Exclamation point And as we do at the start of these fucking things We turn to Mark Yes Hello And we say, hello Mark Hello And then we say, fact bombs Mark Fact bombs, fact bombs Mark's got a fact bombs Hopefully. Ew. Fact bombs. Stephen Keaton was a character on Family Ties, played by Michael Gross. (laughs) Stephen Keaton was ranked at number 12 in TV Guide's list of the 50 greatest TV dads of all time. (laughs) 12? Couldn't even crack top 10. Nah. Who was number one? No idea. Okay. The guy from ALF. No way. Willie. He was too angry. He was too angry. He was too angry to be a number one guy. Yeah, he wouldn't have been the guy from Alf. Up until, uh, obviously, the the spate of sexual charges, I would have said Bill Cosby. Yeah. Uh, But probably not anymore. Or how about that dad from Hey Dad? Oh, no. No, no, no. Wait. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about Rolf Harris moving Uh, on? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is gross. We just really hit the gross. Yeah, that's good. We've hit the gross right in there. And that is the end of Fact Bombs. Whoa! It was just one bomb. Well, two really. Yeah, yeah, they were gross. Super gross. Let's get let's get into the episode of gross. Okay. Man bites God. We're a band. Uh, we do podcasts now, but we we used to be a touring band, and we were. I went through a stage in our lives when we were on the road touring from town to town, place to place, yes. where every time I had a poo, oh yeah, I would tell Mark. Yeah. Oh God! Every time. Yeah. And time. it was. I, you know, if Mark had just said, I, this is what I do. So it would start with, uh, you know, we'd be about to go on stage. And I just felt like, uh, you have a great poo. I've always said this. Having a great poo is like anal sex with yourself. It's just amazing. <laughs> you have always said that. And uh, At funerals. And uh, you, so, you know, you come out of the, the toilet and if it's a clean, lovely poo, you just mm. want to share it with the world. You're joyous about it. Yeah, sure. Your bandmates are on tour with you. You turn to, to the bass player, to Mark, and you say, Mark, I just had, the, I just had a big, great poo. And Mark, the problem was yeah. if Mark had just gone, okay, um, or high five or something, I would have left it at that. But Mark was so revolted. <laughs> that I couldn't not then tell him every time I had a successful bowel movement. Yeah. Mm. It just became a running thing. And it became really – I remember it got to the point for me where in the middle of a really great bowel movement, I'd be thinking, I cannot wait to tell Mark about <laughs> yeah. this. I cannot wait. I'm. Do you know, uh, I think it was Daniel Kitson who said that the secret to happiness 
is doing something you enjoy while looking forward to something else that you enjoy. He said, if you can always get that balance, that formula in your life, yes. then you will, you will be happy. That's what happiness is. Right. Doing something you love with something you love on the horizon. Doing a great poo and thinking about the look on Mark's face when I tell him <laughs> about the poo I'm having. That, that might be the happiest times of my life. <laughs> Well, great. Yeah. Now it's been immortalized in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Got scatological ages. pretty quickly. Um, yeah. yeah, well, it's gross, right? The uh, uh, Yeah, I, of course, I mean, I'm, I totally understand why Mark was grossed out by that. I thought you guys, um, I honestly thought but, you'd be really happy for me. But uh, <laughs> prior to prior to Man Bites God, the group that I was previously in, uh, Liam Cody used to do exactly the same thing. See, he that's why I like Liam. And he would tell us about his dump and then mm. we'd have to go on stage. Mm. So kind of, I don't know, I was immune by that stuff. You were ready. I was yeah. ready. That's why I, I mainly it. told Mark because yeah. it wasn't you. You had the seasoned, weary, poo appreciation of yeah. a professional. <laughs> and how, how does That was fun to say. That weary, sentence. poo appreciation yeah. of a professional. That was I, fun to say. That is, that is the most fun sentence I've ever said. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how Mark felt knowing that you were thinking about him while you were having a poo. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that yeah. until now. What about now? Record your feelings on digital. I'm drawing all of the strings together. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Yeah. Um, speaking of being on on on, on the road Wait. and gross things, on I the thought road. you were say on the toilet. No, <laughs> we were just going to go down this road. That's going to be um, that's going to be my biography on the road on the okay. toilet. <laughs> Yeah. Go on. I um I, I recall I, I I don't recall whether this was a um this was a man bites god um event um but I, I was staying in a motel of sorts um where they had sort of a buffet sort of breakfast style thing or at least coffee coffee and tea yeah and it was one of those things where there's the two stainless steel jugs and one of them has boiling water in it uh for tea and the other one has boiling coffee in it for coffee. Mm, the principal ingredient of coffee. <laughs> this, this particular morning, I felt I wanted a cup of tea, and so I popped a tea bag in a cup <laughs> and then went and proceeded to fill the cup with coffee, having gone to the wrong urn. Yes. Um, and then I thought... That'll happen. It happens a lot. Well, I quite like tea, yeah. and I quite like coffee. Uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I've stumbled across something. Mm. No. It was No, you haven't. It was disgusting. There's a reason people don't do it. There like, really it's not a is common Chris. thing. I feel like uh, I mean I know uh, for example a lot of uh, like Japanese style cafes mm. will sort of incorporate various different flavors into one another. So they'll have, you know, Horlicks coffee or mm. you know cold milk tea or things like that. Like they'll try kind of variations on True. that. Mm. I don't know if there's ever been a coffee tea. Mm. No, it doesn't make any sense. No, and it's, it's two disgusting. Different flavors. Don't do it. It's it's gross. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And that sort of got me thinking yeah. to um, about segways. About segways <laughs> and other things that have been that I've I've had in my life that I put in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this a segment? Uh, oh, it's no, a revelation. No, These are just anecdotes. Things in Mark's mouth. <laughs> um, where, where, where things By the way, this is the same guy turned up his nose at my James Talks About Poo segment <laughs> is now going to regale us with gross things in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then. 
one one house I used to live in, we we both used to smoke. Um, you in the house? Yes. Oh my me, god! Me and the house and uh, the mate who oh, lived see, in yeah. the house um, with me. Uh, we don't smoke now. We don't smoke now because smoking's bad. Don't smoke. Mm. Bad for you. Mm. Um, we smoked. <laughs> house burnt down. <laughs> We, we we smoked and we we drank beers in the in the courtyard, such that there were a number of empty beer bottles around um, in the courtyard, often used as receptacles for cigarette butts. Yeah. Um, oh no. And I I was I was out late one night um, having a cigarette and a beer in the courtyard, mm. and I was sitting on a chair and I I sort of popped my beer down on the ground and then inadvertently picked up no. not the beer that I was drinking, but a beer that I or possibly my housemate had drunk several days, weeks, months earlier. Yeah. Boys. Um, that was mostly full of cigarette butts and rainwater. Um, and mm. the two of those <laughs> combined yes. is disgusting. It's not it a taste sensation. not a taste it's sensation. It's like tea and coffee. Similar to tea and coffee. Cigarette butts and rainwater. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. It, I, it's it's a winning formula, and and time and as time. well. Time. It's aged rainwater and dust and uh, stale, stagnant water. And it was delicious. No, it was terrible. No, <clears throat> it made me it made me wretch oh to dear. the core of my soul. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing. Yes. Well, this isn't quite disgusting, but it's not right. Yeah. Um, combinations. It's not, it's not right. Combinations of things we'll that have been in Mark's mouth. <laughs> Recently, um, food manufacturer Kraft yes. and chocolate manufacturer Cadbury came yes. out with a with a thing that's Vegemite chocolate. Yes, um, and I I tasted some of it, and first off, I went the that's going to be so freaking disgusting. Yeah, it's not even funny. Yep. Why would you do that? Um, and then I tasted it, and it was it's not that bad. No. It's, it's not because it, it's not it's not Vegemite flavored chocolate. No. It's a sort of salted caramel yes. chocolate yeah. that has like the salt is made from Vegemite or something. Yes. I don't know. I'm not a it's scientist. It's subtle. It's subtle, and I tasted it and I just went. I wish it was actual salted caramel because that would be actually nice. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that Take was that. that was okay. Yeah. I was alright. Still- I had the same reaction. I was like, yeah. uh, "That's that's cool," but I'd rather just be eating normal chocolate. Really. Yeah. yeah, or or maybe Vegemite on toast, or drinking a bottle of rainwater and cigarette butts. Yeah, yeah. I thought of it. Cigarette infused rainwater. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a sellable. It'll point. be a hipster takeoff thing. It's it's oh, gonna- <laughs> it'll happen. Artisanal hey, cigarette butts. Hey, I'm going. Order. I'm going off. Uh, I'm going off prepared material here because yeah. that story. Because <laughs> I'm off topic. I'm going right off because yeah. that story reminded me of uh, uh, going to uh, a New Year's Eve party. Now we've talked about some New Year's Eve parties yes. before on the podcast, and this is. I can't believe I, I, I left this one out. Um, I, I spoke mainly, I think, about successful yes. New Year's Eve parties. Mm-hmm. This one was less successful. Um, it was, uh, I won't name names at all, uh, but it was at a friend's house and it was about five or six dudes and 
maybe some other people who sort of came and saw the sadness of five or six dudes and then left to find a better party. And we all just sort of drank in that kind of determined way where you're just drinking. There wasn't a lot of conversation. They were lovely guys, but there wasn't a lot of bonhomie. It wasn't a lot of conversation. We just weren't in the spirit. Yeah. And good good people, but... Going which, through the motions. Exactly right. Couldn't, it couldn't get kicked off. So we were just sort of drinking and it was a bit squalid and it was a bit blah and whatever, right? And we all ended up sort of sitting around... Uh, this kind of lounge room, you know, on, on comfy chairs around this, this coffee table and just sort of talking kind of and regarding one another, but not really, you know, but not really engaging. Sounds like the worst party ever. It wasn't a great party is what I'm trying to get We're at. regarding each other. It, wasn't, <laughs> it sounds like a bus trip. It, was, <laughs> it may as well. It wasn't a great party. And again, the people involved were wonderful people. We just couldn't get, none of us could just get, get a spark of, of anything going. So whatever. And, and so we all sort of... We, we drank and then we all sort of kind of one by one kind of fell asleep on our relative comfy chairs, right? Now, that's all fine and good. And then, and I remember this so clearly, hmm. um, there, was a, there was a glass uh, on the table, an empty glass on the, on the table. And um, at one point, one of, the, one of the guys sort of groggily got out of his seat, leaned forward, grabbed the glass and was sick into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, to his credit, he didn't touch the sides and he filled it up about, I'd say about halfway, yeah. full of mostly clear vomit yeah. from, from whatever the hell he'd been drinking. Yeah. And then he sort of he put it on back on the table and fell asleep. I then sort of in my, my days woke up and saw another person reaching for the glass and the other person was also sick into it. Yeah. And filled it up all the way to the top oh my God. with vomitous spew. Again, reasonably clear kind of spew. And I and again, didn't touch the sides. Just That's a little amazing. It was amazing. It was like a magic it was like the worst magic trick mm. you've ever seen in your life. And then put it back on the table and fell asleep. I was woken at two in the morning by someone screaming, Don't drink that. <laughs> But the person reaching for the glass wasn't trying to drink it. They were trying to be sick into it, but there was no more room in the glass. <laughs> oh. Was it just one glass at this party? It was. It but really that was sort of a microcosm. <laughs> Isn't that a terrible That's story? Amazing. Like, like, was it a pint glass? No, it was not. It that was is amazing. It was a. It was a water glass. That could be an Olympic event, and you could have been at the the birth of that <laughs> Olympic event. It would have been the most. It'd be the most depressing Olympic event. It was so sad. It was so weird. Uh, that really happened. I just <laughs> and I just remembered it then. <clears throat> well, ick. Yeah. Uh, am I right? Solo Suzuki, world's lightweight motorcycle champion. Solo Suzuki, Solo Suzuki Spirit, you'll feel it when you wheel it around. Solo Suzuki, Solo Suzuki, ride with the winner. Suzuki are here. Before you buy Solo Suzuki. You won't be alone. <laughs> Chris, you've been suspiciously quiet. <laughs> I've got all types of I've got all types of things. Uh, you know <laughs> what? You know <laughs> Alright then. You know what? One, look, I was thinking about all types of things that were gross, and you know what? Made me feel a bit sick. And uh, 
<laughs> and the right. um, you know one of the things that I that it's a very practical thing to think about. But you know, there's a especially at the moment. There's a lot of there's a lot of zombie things. There's The Walking Dead. There's the uh, zombie films. And it has occurred to me recently that the post-apocalyptic zombie world must be the stinkiest place because. It's full of rotting people, yeah. rotting flesh, dead bodies, plus all the food is rotting. So mm. it must stink like... And nobody ever makes any reference to that when, when those movies are on. Well, it's probably not their primary concern. <clears throat> but it's a, very it's, hard, it's a very hard thing to communicate through a visual it's medium. True. <laughs> and that's why uh, it's lucky that we don't have Smellorama anymore because... <sighs> that is lucky. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Woo! I, I was... <laughs> thinking about the gross things in the world. And yeah. there's something that always struck me as a bizarre, <clears throat> weird ritual act that from from my from when I was younger, but I don't I don't know that people do it anymore. But you'll probably remember it. Sparky may remember it. Mm. But there was a thing that school He meant me, did. by the way. He's pointing on a podcast. School boys <laughs> uh, and football players did. There was a game Uh-oh. called Soggy Biscuit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I already don't like the sound of it. Oh, so I know. Do you uh, know what the Soggy Biscuit is? Uh, this feels like an urban myth to me because I, I, I know what it is. And by the way, great pun. I know what it is, but um, I never witnessed it. Did no, you? I never witnessed well, it Well, see, either. that's to me... That's to me feels like it's an urban you tell it but. but I think that there was I'm reasonably sure that I read about it in the age newspaper yeah. which is a respected newspaper here it was a very private schooly thing it was a very private school thing then. but it seemed like such a bizarre act so the, the thing was that you had to get a salada or some kind of dry biscuit <laughs> <laughs> the make of biscuit did not matter. <laughs> could have been a, could have been a Savoy. Nabisco are probably going to sue us. Does now, not matter. Uh, it could have been a, a lighter wheat. A Kingston. So the story goes. A that teddy bear. Was, actually, it'd be sad if it was a teddy bear biscuit. A group of young men. Yep. Would uh, masturbate onto the biscuit. Wait, wait, wait. They would stand uh, in a circle. In a they'd circle. Put the, they'd put the biscuit down. Between them, and they would jerk yep. onto this Ritz, <laughs> onto, 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 onto a, a jazz crack, onto, onto a, a captain's table, yep. and <laughs> and then and then the last man, so the the man who's the least aroused, clearly the last the man last to ejaculate man to go, had to eat the biscuits. Bow. Oh. <clears throat> so it seems a very, I, I mean, it seems a bizarrely homoerotic kind of activity, but then. Then to eat the biscuit with the semen on it from a group of different people, it, it's it's such a bizarre activity that I was never sure um, how 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 you introduce the concept. It's like, the worst. It's the worst recipe for canapes. Yeah, you can possibly imagine. And then, Get four guys. <laughs> but the reason that I I recall re- reading this in the newspaper was that. There was Slow some news. concern, yeah. <laughs> there was some concern that um, the young men who were engaging in this were potentially at risk of contracting AIDS because they were eating raw semen out of, off a biscuit, and that there was a it, it was a it was a rumor that you had to microwave the biscuits. <clears throat> so that you killed the virus before you eat, ate them to make it safer. So now eating cooked is, cum, frankly, the most gross thing yeah. that I've ever heard. Oh. Warm, 
microwaved semen on a soggy Nabisco. (coughs) (laughs) And for second course. Is the grossest thing I have ever heard of. Well, let's see if we can raise the bar. (coughs) And how did you go? Uh, I, I was, you, you, I was one. I was very quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was exciting. Yeah. yeah, he was young. Well, let's see if we can raise the bar, shall we? With right. James's list of things. James's list of things. James's list of things. James has got some things to list. Dingjets. Gross edition. All right, here we go. Let's see. Like what Chris just said, that sounds to me like a challenge. So let's give it a go. <laughs> Ten disgusting euphemisms for anal sex. Now, let me qualify. Anal sex is not a gross thing. Between two or more consenting adults, it can be a beautiful, it can be a romantic, it can be an intense and wonderful experience. However, these revolting terms for anal sex will kill romance deader than watching a puppy drowning another puppy. (laughs) Ten disgusting euphemisms for anal sex... One, and there are only seven you'll be pleased to hear. One, dispensing a sperm enema. <laughs> uh, Two, oh. <clears throat> that's one. Two, spack filling the brown crack. Spack. <laughs> uh, Three, holstering the bum gun. <laughs> Four, shooting the white dwarf into the black hole. Five, adding cream to the chocolate poo sundae. Six, drain snaking the fleshy U-bend. And finally, a euphemism, disgusting euphemism for anal sex... Triple dipping the sausage wafer into the molten smell jar. (laughs) I got to tell you, even if that segment gets cut, it was a pleasure to write those. It's just a stone cold pleasure. Wow. That is poetry, my friends. Uh, Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Yep. Gross. Well... I, I have a new segment. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. Do we need a tune? Chris, do you need a theme song? Yeah, I, like, I think I'm going to call this segment Mark's Shop. Wow. Okay. Do we get to buy things? Yes. Ooh. Um, do, uh, I can, do you want me to have a go at singing yeah. theme? Do you want to uh, have a go at singing? Do it. Okay. Um, hey, next customer, please. Walking on into Mark's Shop. Mark's Shop. <laughs> I like it. All right. I like it. So, uh, Mark's shop uh, this week is Mark's Grocery. Ah, Grocery. 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 We had to explain the pun. And so, so um, I haven't entirely thought this through. Oh, God. But I think it's like what, a few minutes. I Can I just what, say what a great sign of a podcast is to open with an apology? But, Hi everyone, sorry. But I think what's going to happen is that I'm the shopkeeper. Okay. Yep, okay. And you two are the customers and you yep. come in looking for something to Disgusting. buy for for a friend yep. or a loved one or just a special occasion. Okay. And I 
I help you find these things. So are we improvising this dialogue? Oh yeah. Oh, do you, I think. Well, Chris, you're 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 the actor amongst us. Do you want to go first? <laughs> I don't know why I'm the actor, but know, you're in a magazine being an actor. Well, welcome, sir, to Mark's Grocery. How can I help you this fine day? Hello there. I'd like some Vegemite chocolate. Well, I don't have any Vegemite chocolate, <laughs> oh, shit. but. How about a cup of solidified rancid beef fat garnished with a single pubic hair? Oh, that would be lovely because I could take it home and cook a delicious dinner for my family. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Ka-ching. Oh, money. <laughs> we'll, we'll sort that out later. I think it's much funnier if you make the sound effects. All right, me, I guess. Okay. Welcome to Mark's... Sh- oh, ding a ling uh, Well, welcome to Mark's Grocery. Firstly, I'm very offended that you called me a ding a ling <laughs> I don't think that's a suitable opening to someone who's just come in off the street. Uh, I, I, uh, I ha- My parents are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. I need to find them a gift. Uh, uh, what do you got? How, how about a warm, nutty-flavoured nog made from milk expressed from the nipple of an elderly lactating man? <laughs> What 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 sizes do they come in? <laughs> large and extra large. Uh, take a, just just a large, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Yeah, I'll tell my friends about this shop that seems to be called Mark's Shop. Uh, <laughs> it's your turn. He's written more. Are you going to dig a ling? Hello, sir. Oh, welcome back, sir. Thank you. Uh, I have been recently diagnosed with a terminal condition, and I was wondering if you have some kind of cure-all. <laughs> well, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's a tricky one. It sure how, is. How about a homeless man's spit in your mouth? <laughs> he has just been eating yogurt and boiled eggs and hasn't quite swallowed everything. <laughs> Oh, my God. That would be very delightful. Thank you. I hope that it cures me. <laughs> Thank you. Come again if you're still alive. Uh, is there more? Yes. Go on. Ah, hello. Uh, again. Uh, hello. Welcome to Mark's sh- the grocery shop. Thank you. Um, hey, uh, my parents are divorced now, thanks to the last gift. So, good job on that one. And yet, strangely, against my better judgment, here I am, back in Mark's grocery. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I can I can help you again. You've with, misspelt with, the word grocery, by uh, the way. Outside, I have too. you have. The grocery has very s's. Very few s's in grocery. Um, hey, so uh, this time uh, uh, I have to cater a children's party. What would you recommend? Well, I have. I just got this in. This is a, this is a brand new product line for me. Yes. It's an emulsion scraped from the floor of a men's room that tastes inexplicably of mayonnaise. <laughs> would that be suitable? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Come again. My pleasure. <sighs> Oh, hello, I'm back. I feel better now. Oh, good. I'm glad that I'm glad that cured you. Do you have something that would be suitable for my 100-year-old grandmother to chomp on? Yes. As it happens, I have just the thing. Yes. A spam and cat milk cheese sandwich, <laughs> lightly warmed by the buttocks of a public bus driver. Oh. Oh, do, do you have the name of the bus driver? <laughs> Hank. That will, that will increase its value. Yes. Thank you very much. I hope she enjoys it. 
Well, that's the end of Mark's shop. Oh, I yeah, sold that's... out of all my oh, grocery. I was going to ask for something more. All the children are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, that's my new segment. Good segment, thank you. Right, so even outside of the gross episode, there's going to be Mark's grocery. Well, good grocery no, no, was the shop. That's shop. So this that's this just grocery. This particular one was just yeah. a grocery. I yeah. like it. If we do an episode called Butchers next week, then Mark could run a butchers. (laughs) Uh, Meat and grease. Let's do a segment that I like to call Advice to Young People. Advice. Advice Advice to to Young People. people. Oi. This is a very short segment, but uh, young people, you know, they're looking at me. They're seeing that I'm old and they're asking me for advice. Here is a question that I get time and time again. In this modern age... Should people still be having sex before they're married? It's a good question. Now, I personally uh, don't think that anybody should have sex before they're married. And in fact, I would go further and say you should have a couple of kids together first and then have sex. (laughs) That's my advice to young people. I thought I would. That's a palate cleanser that's after a, the a, wall of disgusting that yeah. the last two segments were. Yeah, I thought, oh, it'd be nice. Just to, we'll just we'll just cl- we'll just cleanse the palate of all the gross sputum. Yeah. Palate cleansing soggy oh. biscuit. Do you know um, one thing that that um, that uh, came to me when I was when I was doing some research was that uh, I realised when I was younger. Um, and I heard people refer to gross misconduct. I actually thought it was something disgusting that you did. Like your crime had been something like, I don't know, felching Rupert Murdoch or something. That was, it was just gross and you were arrested for it. So what's the other one? Just everyday misconduct. Hey, that's the second mention of felching on the Theatre of the World (laughs) podcast. (laughs) You're... You're under arrest for hygienic misconduct. <laughs> I think there should be a special, um, you know, fanfare for the second mention. When was the first? Um, when we were talking about Stevie Nicks. Stevie right. Nicks. Right. <laughs> and her drips. See <laughs> um, <laughs> episode, whatever that was. Um, cool. Uh, uh, Chris? So, I've got a story. I've got a children's story. Oh, God. It's a children's story for children. Right. And, uh, and uh, it's, you know... Maybe it's got something to do with gross. I don't know. (laughs) Well, neither do I. So Uh, so this, and I don't care. So let's go. This story is called "Bobby Makes a Friend." (laughs) Okay. Now I like. Now I care. It probably needs some kind of children's themed musical Mm -hmm. stuff, but you'll get the vibe. Or you could just sing along like you did with the door. It was late in the evening of the 5th of July or thereabouts when Mad Professor Bobby Loggins first created the monster. (laughs) Bobby had been experimenting with galvanism or the science of using electricity to bring something back from the dead ever since he saw that 80s movie Weird Science and wished he had his own Kelly LeBrock or even just a single friend. Mad Bobby, as he liked to call himself, had tried to bring himself to dig up human corpses for his experiments, but this involved creeping into cemeteries in the dead of night with an earth mover, and frankly, Bobby was afraid of the dark, and cemeteries, and earth movers, and almost everything. 
One day, when coming home from school, Bobby was delighted when he discovered a festering dog carcass on the side of the road. He took the carcass home and hooked it up to the machine and waited for a storm. When the storm finally came and the lightning struck and Bobby threw the giant switch, something went horribly wrong. The dog had been on the side of the road so long, he was not just rotting dog flesh, but also home to a colony of maggots, slugs and dung beetles. Something in the resurrection process fused all these entities together, and once the smoke cleared, a giant, slimy, furry, stinking mound of rotting pus and teeth was sitting on the table, wagging its slimy tail. The maggoty slug dog was delighted. (laughs) Delighted to see Bobby, and ran across the room, shedding rancid limbs and saliva in its wake, and leapt on Bobby with excitement. Bobby was so overwhelmed by the sight and smell and the stringy texture of the resurrected dog, he instantly vomited. Then vomited again. Then passed out. Then woke up, vomited, and passed out. And a few times more. Once he came to again, he got up and gave the maggoty slug dog a big hug. I'll call you Kelly LeBrock. He knew they were going to be the best of friends. Then, suddenly, the Lord God appeared and grabbed the dog. Not so fast, Bobby Loggins. That's my little smoochums. And stole the dog away. Bobby cried for three days. Then shot up a shopping mall. The end. (sighs) It's a children's story for children. Yeah. I went on to record Footloose. (laughs) Phone diamond fuel and do it now for diamond service and heating know how for coal and oil that gives more heat. Get diamond fuel service, it's guaranteed. I have a really quick section, a uh, new segment that uh, that like needs a f- really f- quick kind of um, thing because I might do it again, but yeah. just like I mean, all of these are going to be very quick. Do you want to? So, do, do you do you mean a theme song? Yeah. yeah. What's do it you, called? What's the segment? It, the segment is called "A Funny Thing Happened to Chris on the Way to Adulthood." Oh come on, <laughs> come on! And it needs to be quick. Yeah, because it's short stories. <laughs> A funny thing happened to Chris on the way to adulthood. Ooh, I like it. Um, when what I the was in hell, grade three, man? it was quick. No, your oh, theme was fine. When I was in grade thanks, three, uh, we I, I went with my school to a farm where we had a we had a school camp at a farm, and then we um, one morning we got to go milk the cows, which mm-hmm. was cool. Everybody's milking the cows, and the, you know, so there's a little a little kind of a, a walkway, that, so you're down low, so that you can easily grab the teats and, <laughs> and milk the cow into a bucket. Um, the whole cow? Yeah. Into yeah. a bucket? Yeah, it's like the cows are up high and you're down low. Like, yeah, their yeah. teats are high. It's the reverse of a class system. Yeah. And everybody's having a go and I thought, that's kind of cool. Look at all those people who are, who are having a go at milking the cow. Yeah, look and at them. I went to go up and start milking the cow. So I'm, what am I, grade three? I'm probably seven or eight years old. Sure. I go up, I grab the teat, I pull down on the teat, no. cow just shits. On, like I had pulled the shit teat, like the... <laughs> <laughs> Not the shit teat. 
and it, I and I was mortified because I'm I'm young. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be shat on. So you sh- it was like shat on you. Eight eight in the morning. Yeah, I've like oh. I haven't even had a coffee yet. Yeah, and I've got shit all over me, all over my clothes, all over your little Lord Fauntleroy outfit. And the teacher who was looking after us, she didn't just pack me up and say, "Maybe you go and have a shower and change your clothes." She showed everybody. She's going, "Look at this! It's so funny! It's so funny!" Everybody had a laugh. <laughs> Look at shit boy. <laughs> laugh at shit boy. <laughs> Wandering around wow. with a shit coat, and uh, it's a fine shit coat I was wearing, uh, and that was one of the one of the mortifying experiences from my journey to adulthood. Never drank milk again. That's an awful story. Mm. This is a song that would best be described as it was written like 10, 15 years ago, and it was just not good enough. For Man Bites God. <laughs> really, considering the stuff we did, really wrap your mind around that, that it wasn't good enough. I think I played this to you guys maybe twice, and you went, uh-huh, and we never came back to it. Until now. Revenge of Terrible Song. You're smart. You're really pretty, in fact you're beautiful And you're great, so optimistic Your cup's always half full But I can't see you anymore You've got just one fatal flaw You're kind so generous you lend me all your money and you're nice so unselfish you gave me a kidney but i still have some major doubts and i don't think it will work out funny noises come from the toilet when you're let on the loose you say you'll just powder your nose But I think it's gunpowder you use Funny noises come from the toilet And they're breaking my heart How can I keep being around you When it sounds like there are two wild warthogs In there ripping you apart Na-na-na It is still alive Funny noises come from the toilet And we never had a chance How can I adore and respect you When it sounds like you need major exorcisms Performed in your pants Well, that, uh, luckily, 
<laughs> I think for everyone. Brings us to the end of uh, this Theatre of the World podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, and you weren't too grossed out. Yeah, look, yeah. We're, we, we're sorry. Yeah. I think. Sorry. It's been a cavalcade of vomit, poo, <laughs> wee, sperm in your ears pretty much for the last 45 minutes or so. I, so, I hit the microphone with my glasses. That's all of us now. That's all of us now. Yeah. So unprofessional. Um, so, hey, um, uh, if you like us, um, please uh, tell people about us. Uh, write us a five-star. If you write us a five-star review on iTunes, A, Chris will be your friend, and B, uh, uh, it means that we can keep doing the podcast because we'll get to more people. So, if you haven't done that, do that if you like us. If you don't, oh, don't write anything. Um, uh, uh, and we'll see you again uh, another time. Until then, uh, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we'll probably be those guys even after then. Mm-hmm. Not just until then. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. No. Did I register then? Didn't look like are we, are we on? One, two. Hey. Yeah, on the recordings. You're already a member, Chris. <laughs> don't need to register, Chris. I don't remember. Every time Chris moves to a new neighbourhood, he goes door to door. Hello, I'm a registered podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I made podcast. I hope you don't mind. This is Man Bites God. This is Man Bites God.